Hello, friends, and welcome back to Erico Blueberry, an unassuming Destiny podcast. Uh, we are now three resets away from the Witch Queen dropping. Uh, I think that's right. Anyway, my name is Chilibin. Mackie. <laughs> nice, real high energy intro. Um, <laughs> you've got some new hair and some new friends uh, this week. Yeah. Um, other than the hair, just don't mind me. I'm 30. I'm having a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get one of them out. My dream of being a mother has been fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> one way or another, you got there. We we joked earlier in the podcast lifespan that I kept telling people that I would tell everyone that I wanted one of these. Mm. And I don't know how much you can see, but I'll move. There are three of them. I ended up with three because Chili, Alex... And I think we've mentioned mentioned him by name before. Gramps gifted me with some beautiful boys. Yes. Um, I might have teared up a bit. Um. <laughs> we did kind of like bombard you with a video call of like, you need to now open this box in front of the three of us. The box sat in my house for a week. <laughs> and when it arrived, I said, hey, was this you by any chance? And Gramps responded in all capital letters, you're not allowed to open this until the 31st. Yeah. And then I'm very sure, quickly, like you brought it up on the last episode, and I played dumb about it. Yeah, you <laughs> bitch. Um, yeah, because until until I opened them, Gramps was acting like it was a him thing. He didn't let me know it was from yeah. all three of you. He no, sprung that on me he's as good well. Like that. <laughs> so I have three beautiful boys now. Mm-hmm. I think. What did we have? Mixney. Oh, uh, Lewixney. <laughs> And wasn't it Elixney as well? But that was kind of close to yeah, Elixney. Yeah, we just like made up some random Elixney sounding names for them. Um, but they're great. I sent a picture of them to both my parents just to be like, I'm a mother now. Um, but I didn't send the picture. I just sent a picture and I said, hey, mom, I have something to tell you. Oh, no. I'm a mother now. And she just sent back question mark after question mark after question mark. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> and then I um, I think she was expecting a pregnancy test. And then I sent her a picture of them tucked into my chair and she went, oh, very cute. You got some owls. <laughs> no. Just, just your typical non-gamer mum. Yeah. I mean, when they first dropped, I remember you saying something like, I'm going to tell everyone in my life I want one in the hopes that everyone gets me one. And that, yeah. I mean, that partially came true. It did. <laughs> Look, I, I opened the box and I saw one, and I think my words were one, two, three, triplets. I think, I think your first words were, oh, a boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fun. Mm. Yes, I'm very grateful. They live in my chair. I've had many of a business call at work today with them tucked into my chair. Um, a coworker didn't say anything out loud, but they sent me a text message that said, what the fuck is behind your head? Why are the eyes glowing in the dark? Um, so all I did was reply with the trailer, and he goes, of course it's fucking Destiny 2 related. Because yeah. he tunes into my streams, but he's not a Destiny 2 fan, yeah. so he's yeah. like, oh, Unde- I see Understands now. the brand. I can, I can respect that. Yes. Um, anyway, speaking of Destiny things. Big week for me. It's, it's became a, ra- a mother. It's a bigger ra- week for <laughs> bigger week for Bungie. <laughs> a, yeah, fucking three point whatever billion dollars. Um, yeah, it's a big week uh, for all things Destiny. 
Um, we're going to kind of run through these in, t- in the order in which they happened, uh, which started to feel crazy by the end of the week because this week gained so much momentum. Well, look, Holy there was shit. like the Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard thing for just under sixty nine nice billion dollars, and then like off the back of that, Sony is like, oh, we're also buying Bungie, but it's more like three point six billion, I think. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. Um, and I th- there was a thing I saw later um, before we get into kind of the the announcement side of things where part of that was like $1.2 billion dedicated towards retaining key staff, um, which with the size of their studio, if, if you average it out on like a per head basis, it's a pretty big amount of money. Um, but it, it just shows where the investment is kind of going. Um, Bungie's funny. They, they originally, I'm pretty sure they were like originally independent and then they got contracted to make Halo for the Mac and then Microsoft were like, fuck that, put that on the Xbox and also we're buying you. And then they got out of that somehow after the Halo stuff wrapped up. Then Activision had them for a bit and then they were like, fuck this, we're out. Bought their own independence, essentially. And now they're joining Sony. Which I mean, to me, to be honest with you, as a D1 player, was kind of serendipitous for me. Mm. Because, like, I have a D1 PlayStation 4 console. So do I. With like the, is it the one with, like, the gold artwork the, on it? Yeah, like the world. Guardian it was almost Crest. like the world map. It's got like the traveler in the middle. Hang I on. might have a different version, but it's like an icy white. Mine's it. in storage. Another show I, and tell episode. This one. Yeah, that bad boy. <laughs> and yeah, then I it's remember. Dark as fuck. I remember like PAXs in Australia where for one year. Destiny was the Sony booth, and then it was the Xbox yes. booth after. I think yeah, for they had like, it was the Xbox booth. They had PlayStation exclusive items and strikes early in D one, I think. Yeah, so like I, I understand why a lot of new pe- newer players are confused, but for me, it kind of feels like it came full circle. Mm. Yeah, with well, the I mean, the birth of Destiny, and now with Destiny two, and the way it's going yeah. to be acquired by Sony, and I think. Like, I understand why people had an initial reaction of like, oh no, exclusives are coming back with Destiny because they used to do that with Sony. Um, Mm. But now we're at a point where Destiny's done this huge amount of investment into cross-play and they're on all these different platforms. um, It'd be stupid to suddenly go back to. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting looking at the language they're using talking about this deal because they're talking about it more in terms of a partnership. It's not necessarily an acquisition, even though on paper it is. Um, but a lot of Bungie's language is about like, no, we're still independent. We're, well, not technically independent, but like they have creative control. They have, they're able to stay true to this like self-published multi-platform deal. Um, they seem to be drilling down on Nothing's changing as far as destiny is concerned, and the way got that you a little play bit it, more money. Yeah, yeah, like a few billion dollars will certainly help as they try to like expand. Because um, it's not just for destiny. Bear in mind, they are working on. They are working on another game. Well, sort of announced. I think 
I think I think they've said it's called like Matter or something. Anyway, they work on other IPs. Um, so it's not just for Destiny. Um, but having seen statements from like, you know, industry analysts that look at these sorts of things, um, this largely seems to be a play because Sony wants to enter that games as a service subscription, live service game, whatever you want to call it, space. Because they don't really have one, right? Like Microsoft's got Game Pass. They've got all these different games in there. They're clipping the ticket at so many points. But Sony just doesn't know how to build these type of games. Bungie are very fucking good at it, which is why I think that you know one point two billion dollars to to retain staff is really interesting. Because they they want to learn. They want to like understand how Bungie does this, build one themselves. They've got all these really high caliber internal studios, but they're more like, you know, Uncharted and uh, Insomniac with the Spider-Man game. Like it's all those really top tier single player kind of experiences. They don't really have something like a Destiny. So yeah, it's it's very fresh, obviously. There's a lot that remains to be seen, but I I don't want to say cautiously optimistic. But I am optimistic about where this where this leaves them. Yeah, I mean, to me, a lot of people, I think they just saw the tweet, Sony acquires Bungie for blah, mm. blah, 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 and then just made assumptions. But yes. as that tweet kind of dropped, it was by a third party, it wasn't by either party. Mm. Bungie and Sony were very quick to drop links and be like, look, this has been in the works for a while and nothing's changing. Yeah, we're yeah. just kind of developing a partnership, like a, a back and forth. Yeah, where Sony's and then PlayStation's going to benefit, and Bungie is going to benefit. This is going to be a back and forth. Yeah, like obviously um, Sony is able to make some money off Bungie's properties because that's how the shit works. Um, but they also it's it's also a trade, right? Like they get to learn how to make these type of games themselves. Bungie gets access to like Sony's music, TV, movie publishing abilities. Um, also, their production studio, Sony has some of the most amazing um, motion capture yeah. studios. Yeah, they've just they've so, got resources. <laughs> imagine cutscenes that have proper motion capture. Yeah. Like, people forget that Sony helped Kojima establish his motion capture studio. Yeah, right. And, like, even if you don't like Death Stranding, you've got to admit that is a very that's pretty a whole, game. That's and a whole Norman Reedus. <laughs> that the faces and the facial yeah. animation is incredible. Yeah. And now Bungie has access to not only that for film and TV, mm. they also have access to that now for their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm incredibly curious to see what this leads to. Um, but also, you know, like Bungie has been hitting their stride in terms of like what they're able to do with the resources they had, the storytelling is getting really fucking good, but also knowing, like reading posts from from devs that worked on like the Shattered Realm stuff that was kind of thrown together really fucking quickly. And like, it's good. But then imagine what stuff like that looks like when you've got a couple billion dollars to fuck around with, you know, or you've got extra people to help yeah, work I was on the stuff. Say, the resources. So I won't say who, obviously, because I don't want to like dox them. <laughs> breach <laughs> any NDA they might have yeah, signed. Yeah. But I have a friend who works for Sony as a developer mm. and for the last four years his job has been 
go over there and help with that thing. Mm. That thing needs animators. That need thing. He mm. does um, uh, not the wiring, but he he builds the netting that textures basically get. Right. He helps animate. Um, he does like um, it's in stop motion as well. The puppets basically, right, 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 armatures. Yeah. So imagine like the digital version of an armature. He does a lot of that kind of um, programming and developing. Mm. And he basically just, Sony goes, hey, yo, this one of our studios needs help with Spider-Man. Um, go over there. You're yeah. a contractor there. Yeah. Or Naughty Dog needs help with this. Head over. Like he, that's basically his job. So imagine having that kind of workforce. Bungie yeah. goes, hey, yo, we're having this issue with this one thing. Sony can go, well, we have a team. So like we'll send... Yeah. We'll send a bunch of our, our employees over who have dealt with this kind of thing before. Yeah, and also, like, the reason Bungie's so good at the moment and has been for the last, you know, a few months, last couple of seasons, whatever you want to look at, is because they've worked on issues they had with their tools and their processes for building things, and they've started to craft that bigger narrative and take those big steps. Um, and, yeah, again imagine that kind of work with more resources right like i remember reading posts about why updating even like a map was so difficult like even moving some barrels on a map was really difficult because they had to do like these massive render passes and it would take fucking forever and that's just to move an, an on-screen like cosmetic item a little bit they had to rebuild the entire thing and you know over the years they've they've improved that but it's taken them a long time and that's why things like, you know, some of the changes we're going to talk about with, that came out in the, in the TWAB today uh, that are coming with Witch Queen, like some of that stuff could never have happened if they didn't invest the time to fix those issues that they had in their, in their engines or the limitations that were just present because of how they built it a couple of years ago. Um, all those sorts of issues get resolved faster if you're able to say, hey, Sony has this team that know how to solve this kind of problem and all they do is move between studios and teams and help them with that kind of shit. Yeah. And I think I think in return along that line, Bungie's anti-crunch culture is also mm. going to be very good for Sony too. Mm. Their strong anti-crunch culture. Yeah. Um and then also the way, you know, we spoke about it, it was a very hard episode, the um controversy that came up. Mm. I think the way Bungie approached that and handled that and even before it came out that that was a thing, they recognized it. Yeah. And I think that kind of attitude being shared with a larger corporation could also be very healthy. Yeah. Too, just on a, on a kind of emotional level, I think Bungie is probably going to have a really positive influence in a lot of areas that people don't realize. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, there was also, like, the very hip fire shit take of like oh this is just a response to microsoft buying activision blows it's like motherfucker this kind of deal does not get worked out in two weeks i think you might have seen you know? my tweet my <laughs> reply tweet to someone who was just like i was just like this these kind of contracts like this coming coming in the works and i don't even work on a gaming level i work on a building contracts for content creators mm. huge agreements and huge sponsorships and mcn buyouts and yeah. stuff like that but the MCN buyout that I was involved in recently, just on a very minimal level, that's been two years in negotiation. Yeah. But and that that was before the finalized contract went mm. through. Could you imagine how many 
like revised contracts went through. Mm, yeah. Can you imagine how hard like Sony probably had to wine and dine Bungie to make them comfortable enough to approach the like Yeah. It's not like a two-day thing. It takes no. 90 days to get a corporate contract approved in some cases. Yeah. And I mean, like, I've, I've worked at software companies for the last 10 years. Granted, none of them on this kind of scale. But even then, I've worked at places that have acquired other companies. And I've been involved in discussions pre-acquisition to, to assess the technology and make sure it, it's sound and it's what they say it is. And that is sometimes, yeah, months to a year in advance of even that level of acquisition, let alone $3.6 billion. Or I th I'm pretty sure that number's right. But anyway, it's a lot of money. It's not something you whip up in a couple of weeks. The shit just not, does not just appear and you can write a check for that much or whatever it is. <laughs> it's also like, it's just, it's so wild. It's just, <laughs> I know we're a super positive, like, people, but... Mm. uh. Uh, the people using this to fucking fuel their console war, ah, uh, console war narrative. You're a bunch of dinks. Like you're the <laughs> dinguses I've ever seen. Like you, do you realize how just fucking like dry <laughs> you look? Like just the biggest dinks. Like I can tell you right now, as a woman, if I see a man engaging in console war conversation on social oh. media, Good just. Night. Goodbye. Go away. Yeah. Like, it's a I've deleted people on Tinder and Hinge because they're like, what do you play? I'm like, PC. And they're like, Xbox. I'm like, yeah. we goodbye. All, we've all bought different boxes to play video games. This is ridiculous as an argument. <laughs> Just let me shoot shit on a screen. Like, yeah. go away. Yeah. Also, it's cross-play. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like, just this weird oh, console war. Spicy. But it's just this weird console war narrative that popped back up and I'm seeing whole yeah. ass grown ass fucking adults doing it. Mm. And I'm like, you are 42 with three kids. Why Go are you, home. Why are you cheerleading <laughs> for capitalism? Get out Go of here. Go home. <laughs> oh, man. You should be playing with your kids, not arguing about fucking Xbox and PlayStation oh, on Facebook. I, I thought we were done with this shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get let's just, get the show back so, on track. It's just one of those aspects of the acquisition that I just cackled at every time oh, yeah. I saw it show up. <laughs> like, yeah, you look, dork. My, uh, fucking dork. my mute and block finger has been getting a fucking workout this week. <laughs> Goodbye. Too, too, like we sound a little bit toxic and a little bit salty, but like you have to laugh at the dumb parts of the yeah. gaming community, otherwise yeah. you cry. <laughs> yeah, or I want to stop being a part of it, and I've had too many good things come from being a part of it, so no thanks. You're you're a bunch of adults sitting there arguing on Twitter about a box that goes brr and makes <laughs> things move. Like grow up, <laughs> get out. Oh my god. <laughs> Bright it's lights, not, big sounds, argue about who does it better. Fucking deep, homie. <laughs> huh. Okay, we've got that out of us as films. There's not really much else to, to say about the acquisition other than we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Yeah. And it's going to be a while what? before we even see anything that is a like result of this, right? Like they've been working on the next season, season 16, for a while they've probably worked on stuff that leads up to including lightfall the next expansion before the acquisition so we're not really going to see anything for 
for all we know now too lightfall just got a huge budget injection Mm. for all we know and they've got they've got time to you know put those resources into it but a lot of the big like a lot of the big decisions are already made at this point other than oh we can now move some of these timelines up on like engine improvements and you know super class reworks and whatever else they're they're planning to get to eventually now get more money too and more hands maybe 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 telesto (laughs) finally no gets sold the the acquisition has made telesto too powerful (laughs) (laughs) somehow it's hacked the transaction and just stolen all the money (laughs) (laughs) telesto telesto um will just out of spite break further yeah. It's going to start invading Sony games and breaking them. Oh, okay. I've, I've got a whole line of jokes that I'm going to avoid uh, because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, cool. Acquisition. Done. Let's put that one in the bookshelf. We've talked about that. Um, next, kind of, next kind of thing that came out was a little weapons trailer. Well, weapons and yeah. gear trailer because there was some, some armor stuff in there. Uh, and this is where I need to scroll down to my massive wall of notes that I dumped in here about uh, an hour and a half ago because I was just like, oh, shit, I meant to do this yesterday. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, though, I will yeah. say one thing about the trailer. Mm. I have been seeing a lot of people who are, quote-unquote, I wouldn't say no names, but they're not the recognized names at Bungie. They're the... Okay sound developers they're Mm. the set piece builders stuff like that yep who are retweeting the trailer and saying i did this noise or i made that piece of the gun rotate animation yeah this week or like one woman was like yeah i designed uh the textures on the warlock robe like i was in charge of designing all the textures and making sure they felt real and i was like follow 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 so now i I follow a bunch of cuties from Bungie that are doing fantastic things. Yeah, that, I'm that's, so, that was that a really positive cool thing that came out of the trailer. Yeah, because like, I I get that vibe. Like, again, working in software companies, but also being like one person in a giant company, it can be hard to feel that your individual work is actually like having an impact at times. But this is like, oh yeah, I did that animation, and everyone's like, yo, that looks sick as shit. It's like, yeah, that was me. I did this. That's yeah, cool for like, them. I like that. Like the guy who was like, I made the sound of them putting the gun on the table. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, I love that, your that, work. That little texture that looks all shimmery. I like it. Follow, like, subscribe, whatever. Yeah. I followed, I followed another woman who was like, hi, I did the UI for the uh, relic. And I was like, bitch, that is a clean UI from what I've seen. Yeah. You are getting followed. Yeah. That kind of UI design is hard <laughs> yeah. for a brand new system. Oof. Um, okay. I love it. Let's More run... bungee people oh, yeah. should tweet and say what they do. <laughs> they should. They should do that. Um, in terms of what, in terms of the meat and potatoes that's in the trailer, um, you you've seen the trailer, right? It was it was like the the, the other stuff. I watched get, it a bunch of times over because I feel like every time I saw someone be like, "I did this thing," right, I would then watch the trailer it. in their tweet to look for the thing that they said they made in their tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I'm appreciate this. Okay, so I've seen it a shitload now. <laughs> cool. All right, so I'm gonna run through this. Uh, jump in, I guess, where I've missed stuff because sounds like you're more familiar with it than I am. Um, <laughs> I paid more attention to the yeah. warlock stuff. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you would. Um, I mean, right at the, the start of the trailer, they mentioned that the weapon crafting relic is on Mars. They kind of, they've been indicating that some amount of this stuff is going to be back on Mars. So that's coming back out of the, like, the vault or the, the like, the darkness veil, whatever the pyramids did to Mars, it's back. Just to interject, just as an idea, that is a little bit of a mindfuck. I, I felt the same thing. And then someone on Twitter who's, like, a bit of a law geek, mm. none of the big law geeks, was like, yeah, but you guys realize they've been saying for months that... um. Savathun's throne world is built of different planets and different memories. Right. So is it Mars or is it Mars? Like, and I was like, bro, now I'm going to sit here and be like, wait, is it Mars or is it Mars? Like, yeah, yeah. Is this Mars real? Just or... an idea to float by okay. you. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to park that and then probably lose my shit during the campaign. Um, but yeah, we talked about it. There's some very fucking cool animations in this trailer. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, I don't think those animations will actually be part of the crafting itself, but it looks real nice in a trailer. It's like things rotating and clicking into place. It's just, ah, oh, it sounds so good too. Um, but let's run through all the new exotics that got shown because there is some cool stuff and some really kind of gross stuff in here. Um, oh, I'd erase that from my okay. <laughs> So first up is grand overture uh it i'm gonna go with like what the weapons what the weapon's name was and then the little like flavor text under it same for all the exotic armor and stuff so it was slug launcher charges full auto missiles mm -hmm. and the little clip was at like rapid firing so when it says full auto missiles i'm scared for what also that it does. made a really delicious thwomp noise too like good. it had that it had that amazing like Call of Duty, well, like Call of Duty, what was it? Black Ops, I think. Mm. They had a kind of a launcher that made a really just right. like hearty, like thwomp noise. Okay. And when I look for a launcher, I, I crave the nostalgia you, of just a good thwomp. You close your eyes and listen for it. You're like, thwomp. that's not it. Next. That's not it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one up was Parasite. The worm launcher with increasing damage. I don't know what the increasing damage means. Is that like you fire more shots and the worms get larger? Like, what is happening? But it looked disgusting. It was like when you do, uh, what is what is that strike where the you've got the 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 wizard that splits in two, the brood hold. hold or whatever it is. Yeah, that that little worm that you initially stick in the wall. Like it looked like one of those. <laughs> fucking disgusting. Just come podcast context i fucking hate the hive worms i fucking hate them i did not do some of the older stuff to do with the worm gods um there was like a strike or something where you fight a worm god or a quest at the end uh, zol will of the thousands yeah yeah i didn't do that for a long time simply i just simply refused yeah. and then alex had to drag me through it and i refused and yeah. i always Whenever we load into a strike playlist and Broodhold comes up, the boys always just hear me go, because no. I fucking hate those worms, and I will. Ref I don't care who you are. I, I refuse to pick them up. I refuse to pick them up. <laughs> um, I will sit in the queen's throne room for 25 minutes. I am not picking that fucking worm up. You get it. You touch the worm. 
so I hate this gun. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, you're not touching the worms. You're launching them at other people. I don't. They, they're near me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> they're creepy. They're crunchy. I hate them. Yeah. Um, important law clarification that is almost cliche at this point. The worms are not hive. They are, like, conduits for the darkness that corrupted the krill into the hive. Yeah, because Homie used to walk around with a dead fucking worm and it used to whisper to him. Yeah. Fuck out of here. But yeah, that, like, that's why it's interesting to me that this weapon is called Parasite because they operate as parasites. They require the host to kill in order to make the, the worm stronger. That's kind of the, the relationship. I'm wondering there. if it's going to have like a spreading toxin pattern like necrotics maybe. Yeah, or, or if it's like like a Rampage style perk where you get kills and it makes it stronger because that seems to maybe. fit thematically. Um, speaking of toxic, uh, the next one we've spoken about it before is Osteostriga, the a- SMG that you get if you you know the get the season thorn pass. SMG. Basically, um, swarming projectiles trigger a toxic burst, uh, lending lending more evidence to the theory that the next darkness subclass is that kind of toxic, uh, infectious kind of thing that Thorn has and Necrotic Grip works on. Um, so Osteostriga and Necrotic Grip, get ready to pair those together. That's going to be fucking disgusting. Give me a plague Ooh. subclass. Yeah. Yeah, one day. <gasps> With a witch, like they are Italian um, doctor masks. Oh, the, the, like, yeah. As an exotic? That, that'd yes, be please. great. Um you're welcome, yeah, Bungie. They they have said that once they do the the reworks on the light subclasses to make them work like stasis, they're gonna add more darkness subclasses. And the leading theory is that that is the next one. Is that kind of toxic plague infection kind of vibe? Or as Very, we call it, the icky. Well, that's what you call it. <laughs> uh, I, I call it the icky, or I just say I'm gonna make things green. Mickey with the icky, ah. Uh. <laughs> no, when I get my necrotic grips on, I call it teeheeing with the boys. Because before I slap things, I teehee. Yes. <laughs> Just to annoy you. Mostly me. Um, the next ones out of the gate in this trailer, we need to keep moving. Um, were the <gasps> the glaives, the class specific exotic glaives. Um, there's been like bits and pieces of information about these between the trailer and the TWAB and articles with Game Informer um, that basically say in the first couple of missions in the Witch Queen campaign, you'll get access to the crafting system. And the first thing you'll craft is a class-specific exotic glaive. Um, They had clips of these in the trailer, the Titan glaive called Edge of Action. Uh, I like to edge on the edge of action myself uh shoots protective shields um it, it looked like a mini titan bubble that you're firing at your homies so that's fun um the warlock glaive edge of intent uh i intend to edge uh deploying a healing turret um i don't know if we really saw a clip of the turret itself but support classes there was like a, a little blip like just a little little, little hint one. of it yeah. Like it just this one second. Yeah. And then the uh, the Hunter Glaive, Edge of Concurrence, the shittest name, uh, is like tracking chain lightning. And it was like running along the ground and popping things off. It, that, that part looked kind of cool. It's, it's kind of strange to me that 
because the Titan Titan Glaive feels like a support thing. You're mm-hmm. throwing bubs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the Edge of Intent is a healing turret, so they feel very supporty. And yeah. then hunters, the hunters are not support classes. Hunters when just being edgy, ever... edgy little shitheads, just yeah. being like, nah, zaps, zappy. When has a hunter <laughs> yeah. ever played support? Are you kidding? Hunter said, "Yo, you saw Cole in Infamous." Hold, hold my shit. Here I come. <laughs> hold my dick. You like Western movies? Check me out. Here's a big gun. I'm going to hit you with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the most, that's the thing I'm excited for is I just want to hit things with sticks. Mm, mm. I don't care that they shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hit things with the stick. They got some cool perks. Um, and then we saw some exotic armor. Um, so we've got Titan... Has a chest piece, warlock has gloves, hunter it's a helmet. Um, I'm trying to think back to what the exotics were that dropped with Beyond Light, whether they were the all same whether they were the, all the same type of armor piece, like they were all chest or if they were mixes. I don't remember. I think it was mixed because Warlock's got Ti- a helm, right? Titan got precious scars, the helmet. I don't know. Anyway. Oh yeah, that was that yucky scary one that I don't like, right? Yeah. The one that relies on your teammates dying to be useful. Um, so the Titan one called Horfrost-Z. Um, instead of a barricade, you get a stasis wall, and it looks cool as fuck when it pops up because it's also got, like, you know, a half-height section in front of your player character so you can still shoot over it, but otherwise it's just a giant ice wall, and that thing looks cool. Um, Warlock, we've got Osmiomancy gloves. Osmiomancy sounding like a reference to Osmium, as in Oryx, etc., Mm. Um, additional cold snap grenade with enhanced seeking, making everyone angry. I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, and then Hunter getting Blight Ranger helmet, uh, reflective projectiles deal increased damage. And the clip in the trailer actually looked pretty cool. They're like spinning the arc stuff to reflect things in a crucible map, slinging rockets back at someone else. I don't know how useful that's going to be in most situations, but. It's interesting. It looks cool. Well, it, it, also, <laughs> it also adds to the utility of the arc staff for hunters, which generally doesn't get a lot of use from my understanding. I just, I just kind of appreciate that from what they've shown us so far, and it could change, that Bungie is very self-aware that the hunters are edgy little edgelords, yeah. so they're doing everything they can to just make them look edgier, and yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm into it. I love it. Uh, just to confirm before, it looks like from memory and also from what I can see, the armor for Beyond Light was a pretty even mix of uh, gloves and helms. Was it two for each class? It looked like it. So maybe, maybe there was like two for each, and some of them were tied up in lost sectors. Atheris's and yeah, Atheris embrace, yeah. which was for hunters. Dawn chorus, which was for um, warlocks. Yeah. Um, Ice Fall mantle for titans. And mask, of Bac- yeah, yeah, yeah. mask of Bacchus and Necrotic Grip and Precious Scars. So it yeah. seemed like a pretty even spread yeah, of I, I gauntlets think, and helms. I think one of them you got for finishing the So maybe the we'll get a bunch of chests this time as well. Yeah. One of them you get for doing the campaign typically, and then the other one I think for Beyond Light was doing the, the Lost Sector. The yeah, because I still have to get Dawn Chorus. Teehee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's my last exotic that's a fun one. Dawn Chorus. That's kind of fun. Um, 
but that's kind of it for that for that weapons and gear trailer um it was like 30 seconds long we've strung that out for a good like 10 minutes <laughs> we also geeked down a little bit <laughs> we did um so that brings us to twab this week's incredibly meaty twab um again we've we shifted our schedule this week so that we could talk about this because it's fucking big and meaty i think it was like an hour before we were meant to record dmg or cosmo were like yo heads up big twab coming tomorrow and i was like fuck (laughs) there was an image of like a word count the page count i was like oh fuck here we go again hey do you want to record tomorrow yeah also you were getting like a stupid amount of rainfall yesterday so we were like probably not worth the risk I love living in a tropical area next to the beach. Yeah, it has got me it has got me like rethinking our recording schedule, but we'll talk about that after. Um, sometimes God says, huh. mm, <laughs> spicy. Um, anyway, this week's twab heavily focused on weapon crafting, uh, some updates to kind of the weapons sandbox, some tuning generally that's happening. Um, again, I've got a lot of notes. Um, so focusing now on weapon crafting, which they seem to drop a like a lot of information. It's not super clear how everything works, but this is kind of the the most in depth they've gone. Um, it's in a place called the Enclave. Uh, I don't remember that as a location on Mars, but probably just a room tucked away somewhere. Mars or Mars? Mm, on Mars. Um, yeah, as I spoke about before, it's it's sort of introduced to all players. It's not a season pass specific thing. Uh, within the first two missions of the campaign, that gets us like introduced to the crafting system and the um, the main keyword related to crafting, which is deep sight, which just sounds cool. Deep sight. Um, so yeah, first crafting experience is building that first glaive, which we will apparently be given all the resources for. But then also there's a tutorial to kind of inform us of like, here's how you go get the resources to do more of this later. Oh, similar the Lego, to the Lego book. Yeah, similar to how they rolled out the transmog system. We were like, look, here's a few. And then here's the process to go get more, which, you know, they went and changed later. But this this doesn't sound too bad. It's mostly revolving around actually using the guns that you craft and to make them better and to extract things from them look to be honest the transmog system probably operated as a bit of a test for this too yeah or so the fact that they learned their yeah. mistakes early with the transmog system is probably going to help this yes certainly informed some of the decisions with this um yeah they did say that not all weapons and archetypes will be available at launch they're going to add more over time probably to make sure that they can keep up with trying to balance all Balancing. of this because uh, that would be a fucking nightmare. I can't imagine. It's already hard enough to balance this game <laughs> with everything going on. Um, but yeah, so the, f- the main first requirement to go and do crafting is what they're calling patterns. So it's like a weapon pattern. Um, so you've got to earn those and then they can be crafted anytime using the materials. Um, after doing that first weapon craft for a given, uh, no, it's actually doing the first craft, that first one that pops up in the campaign, um, then randomly rolled weapons in the world that drop, have a chance to drop with a new ability. And it looks like from screenshots, it's in a, it's in a new slot on the weapon. So it's not taking the place of other perks or mods or anything. Um, but that new ability is called deep sight resonance. 
again, Bungie nailing the like proper nouns, just deep sight resonance. Ugh, rolls off the tongue. Um, but the example they used uh, is like dropping an auto rifle with rampage that also has uh, deep sight resonance. Uh, there's then an objective on that weapon, and if you complete that, you can extract the rampage perk from the weapon itself, and then use that in future crafting. Um, which is kind of similar to there's a system in Diablo three uh, with Kanai's cube where you can extract the power from a legendary item. Mm. It destroys the item, so I don't know if that's the case here, but you can then just have that as a passive perk in Diablo three. Um, but this 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 sounds pretty good. It sounds like you drop a weapon, you like the perk on it, you use it a bunch, complete an objective. It looks like all the screenshots I've shown at least are just go and get a bunch of kills with, with that weapon and you fill a meter and then you can pluck the perk out and then put it on something else. Um, so that seems reasonable. <laughs> Having not seen it yet, it seems yeah. like it makes sense. Um, they did kind of lay out that it's not a free-for-all though and like specifically not all weapon patterns will work with all of the available traits so you can't just like create some super cracked shotgun build which is kind of how the roles work now right like you you take any given shotgun or auto rifle or bow there's a limited set of perks they can drop with so it's not going to be like i'm trying to think of something really broken um i can't um but yeah, you get the idea, is they're trying to restrict that possibility space so that they're not trying to balance just really broken shit constantly. <laughs> Imagine, like, uh, what is it, opening shot is the main perk on Felwinters that makes it the biggest piece of shit in Crucible. Um, imagine putting that on anything else. <laughs> no thanks. Also, uh, like, I'm glad that they did that, and I say this because I know what our friends are like. We've got some evil geniuses in mm -hmm. our clan that if it was a free-for-all, you would just see some absolutely cooked combinations mm. coming out of the brains of some, some of our team members. I've, I've already got some cooked <laughs> combos with some stuff that we'll get to later around the weapon tuning, but yeah, this, is, this sounds like a huge system that they're just releasing with Witch Queen on top of reworking Void. Like, there are... Yeah. So many changes. Yeah, it's yeah, just nuts. Um, there's also the ability to enhance the traits and level the weapon up to an extent that they say is better than masterworking ever was. So you can take a weapon and like push it past what typically masterworking would give you on top of the weapon itself. Um, so it just it's it's incentivizing that investment in a in a single weapon that you know spending that time crafting that gun and working with it, enhancing it, building it up, um, which I kind of like. I remember early pitches around Destiny were like, every gun tells a story and here's where you got this over here. And But that never really had any meat behind it, right? Like you never kill tracker on your gun. That's about it. There's nothing more than that. Yeah, I feel like I got what they were aiming for, but with just your standard weapons, not so much, but I feel like a lot of people, especially with raid weapons, they yeah. remember when like when they got it. Yeah, I remember when both my vexes dropped. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I remember when I dropped Taraba and literally no one else did. Um, yeah, stuff like the exotics is more where that stuff comes from. Where you have those memories, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And like, I remember us in a rush trying to go through the Whisper and um, Outbreak heroic missions towards the tail end of Season of Arrivals. Just like, we want to get it. We want to get the catalyst. And it was like, fuck, we've got to check in every week and not miss a week to get this done in time. That stuff I remember. Yeah. And always will. Um, and yeah, to finish out with the, with the crafting stuff, they said uh there it is it is it will be possible to you know craft a weapon and then reshape it to to you know, change aspects of it after you've crafted it so it's not like you're having to dump a ton of resources to like do it all over again um i can't imagine that's going to be free but it'll be possible. it'll be in there that's an option um so i'm very excited to see what that looks like it's also very interesting that they said look first two campaign missions you'll just get it and then you'll get to see it so it's good that it comes early and we can just like start to really like theory craft about oh i think i could do this with this system and then maybe two weeks later figure out whether or not you actually can by the time you've got the resources um so yeah that's what we know of weapon crafting um a couple of quick bits they mentioned something called mementos. Um, not a lot of details on what that actually is. Uh, kind of referred to it as appearance customization and activity-specific trackers. So maybe it's like, you know, Vanguard trackers for like strike kills or strike completion, something like that. Um, I'm wondering if they end up being something like, uh, you know, like weapon charms that you see in things like Call of Duty, oh, where it's like a key yeah. ring hanging off the side of your gun. Oh my god, that would be so fun. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot they could do with something like that. And the fact that it's a called mementos sounds like something small and kind of Yeah. Yeah. I get that energy from that mm. word too because like when you think of a memento it tends to be like a small Yeah. Like a, like photos or like a yeah. silly little souvenir or yeah, or but, jewelry but or something. Trying to like combine that with the ornament system for certain weapons trying to make that compatible would be difficult because some of those ornaments drastically change the weapon model. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. Um, a little didn't... phone charm hook on the butt Ooh. of the gun. Yeah. Okay. Little phone charms, like what you get from gachapon machines. How about a tiny little Cade's head? I would simply throw it away. Yeah. I don't care for it. I just um, alienated all the community. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm not a Cade stand. <laughs> um they did mention that certain exotic weapons will be compatible with the crafting system albeit to a limited extent uh specifically osteostriga and the exotic class glaives they basically said you know once you find the patterns for them you can take them into that crafting system but that's more about fine-tuning them making small adjustments to kind of their their perk or their stat stat blocks but not like oh, i'm gonna go craft an osteostriga that has all these busted perks on top of its toxic aspect um so again we'll have to wait and see what that looks like but that's very interesting that they're allowing ex- exotics into the system i don't know how far they'll take that i hope yeah, not too far <laughs> really interesting yeah because i've already got some scuffed combinations for the exotics i use regularly mm. so mm. Um, then there was a huge block on weapon tuning 
weapon stat changes, things like that. I am in no way going to cover all of this because there I was are... I just scrolling to see all of it. <laughs> dude, there are like... Like, again, we, we had this a few twabs ago with the... I think it was the one where they announced the orb changes that everyone got freaked out about. Um, there's just a lot of numbers in here. That, and then it became nothing. Yeah. Um, but there's there's like, you know, talk of damage scalers and like percentage drop-offs for this and that. And like, that's not worth getting into. There's a couple I'm going to pull out because they're interesting to me. Um, but I'll get to that towards the end. Um, they clarified... So we used to have pinnacle weapons, right? You know, your recluses, your mountaintops. They've finally come out and said like, we're not doing that anymore because it fucking broke the meta um whatever the meta actually is at any point in time but like it became the thing where like if you're not running recluse in pvp you're probably dead and they don't want that because it just it's no fun um so things like adored salvages salvo uh was it null composure they refer to those as pursuit weapons um they kind of spoke about them as being roughly 70 percent of what they would call a god role for that weapon archetype so like adored is good as a sniper but there are better snipers and adored is also a they're all also like fixed perk roles whereas you could randomly drop something that has a better perk combo for that type of gun um next season's pursuit weapon is a shotgun called the reckless endangerment which i'm wicked into as a gun title that's very cool um it has a new Me. perk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has a new perk called Steady Hands, uh, which is it gives you a handling boost after a kill, and it will also have snapshot, so basically fuck PvP. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. Holy. <laughs> uh, okay. So that that's kind of a known thing, right? We've had pursuit weapons before into that. Now we get to all the interesting new shit that they're doing with like the weapon drops. So we've got a thing called origin traits. Uh, so new drops for weapons out of uh, different activity pools. So things like nightfall or strike based weapons, crucible weapons, gambit weapons. Um, they'll have a, a new, that there's new traits associated with where they dropped from that are kind of built into how that mode or that activity plays. So the example that I quite like is one called Stunning Recovery for weapons that drop out of Nightfalls, um, which is stunning a champ partially refills the mag, triggers health regen, and improves recovery for short duration. That's so good <laughs> for anything to do with champs. Yeah. Um, and so there's like, I don't know, they listed out like six or seven of these things. It's, it's worth going to look at those to give you an idea of sort of where they're going with these with these weapon drops but a very cool very cool idea um next one weapon foundries if, if you're someone who nerds out about like the different weapon manufacturers in destiny and how how they're different from one another boy is this the time for you to fucking get into this game um so weapons from those different manufacturers will now have a foundry origin trait based on the typical style of that manufacturer's weapons, right? So uh, the example I've got here is uh, Veist, V-E-I-S-T. Is it Veist? Veist? Uh, Veist. Veist. Veist sounds right. Um, so the example they had there was Veist Stinger, which is a chance on damage to partially refill the mag. So it's kind of like a subsistence, but you don't have to get the kill. It's a chance on damage. 
Uh, and I think those weapons typically have quite high fire rates. And so that will be like part of, and like the stat blocks for the weapons from those manufacturers will, you know, fit into those kind of pigeonholes. Um, that's going to be really interesting. I've never actually thought that much about the differences between the manufacturers. Because you, it's, yeah. it hasn't mattered. It's it's a pocket of law that they they like. I appreciate yeah. they went that deep and they paid attention to something like yeah. that. But people have never really been pushed to consider it. So it's only yeah. the deep law. I yeah. use this. I use this word lovingly because one of our deep fire team nerds. members. Yeah, one of our fire team fire team members is a deep law nerd, yes. and it's just like I like how they're doing things. And as they roll stuff out, they're just like. Hey, have you considered uh, looking at this law? Because um, mm. it's going to be relevant now, so you should probably go back. Because yeah. people worked real hard on those law entries, so you should yeah. go read them. I think the the last time I thought about weapon manufacturers was Dead Man's Tale when that dropped, because it's a text mechanical weapon, and those t that's like last word. It's typically like big shots, big damage, slow fire, and Dead Man's they're, Tale is kind of that, except when you get the um, perk going. The names and the and it the the energy and the aesthetic of all of like Tex Machina's weapons are big cowboy old West. big gun yeah <laughs> yeah with with obviously a kind of steampunk feel yeah so a little bit it's like so yeah they're really leaning into that shit which I find really interesting really cool um what else did I have here around the foundry stuff um yeah the weapon perks for those weapons will also lean into the the foundry's identity um. I don't know if they had any examples of that, but again, they're just steering into the skid with this, which is which is very cool. Um, kill trackers, previously only something you get once you get to like masterwork rank six and above, I think. Um, they're now just present on all weapons that shipped in Forsaken or later. Um, and they said exotics that came out before Forsaken will get them added later. There's probably just some technical reason why they couldn't do those now. Um, but that's kind of cool because, like, you know, kill trackers are, are nice for guns that use all the time, but also they're, they're kind of walking away from masterworking weapons being fucking needed because they're taking that orb generation thing out of the, the masterwork status. So not uh, still not 100% sure what the point of masterworking weapons is going to be other than the extra, like, stat bonuses that you get. Um, so I imagine we'll find out more, but that kind of... Takes a little bit of the heat off that stuff. Um, the uh, the weapon mod switching will now be like the armor mod switching, where it's free and instant. Uh, the ping pong tournament next door is fucking going off. I don't know if that's coming through the microphone, but I can hear it. It's heating up. <laughs> um, it's literally outside my fucking window. Um, the special weapon ammo economy in Crucible is getting tighter. Uh, I think they basically said if someone dies and they drop a green brick, you're only ever going to get one out of it, unless in certain cases with certain weapons where it makes sense to get more. Um, that's pretty nice because uh, it will sort of limit how long some of those players can can run a kill streak up. Um, they they also like pointed out that like you'll only drop green ammo if you actually had any on you when you died. So I don't know if that's a problem where holding an empty green weapon means that you're just going to drop a green brick. I've, yeah, never, I've never noticed because I don't really play with 
green ammo weapons in the in the crucible that much because it scares me to have that few bullets yeah i like the infinite ammo thank you <laughs> um yeah and then everything from then on like i said was kind of the real big nerd weapon stat change stuff um but the stuff i'm going to pull out because they they're nostalgic for me um so across the board pulse rifles are having a comeback they are getting a flat plus 10 damage bonus against miners uh so get ready to clear rooms with your pulse rifles but also exotic primary and trace rifles are getting a plus 40 percent against miners so if you think about your exotic pulse rifles for a second right they're all primary ammo i think i don't think there's a green ammo pulse uh, you i got, think most of them are top slot yeah yeah you've got your bad jujus you've got your outbreak perfected you've got your graviton lance which is a void weapon still primary ammo imagine them doing what i'm pretty sure is a plus 50 percent against miners and then bad juju mm. string of curses it's basically rampage no on steroids yes good point i forgot that one um you think about outbreak perfected with the nanites right they're going to get that damage bonus i'm pretty sure uh graviton lance with it with its explosion uh that's going to be nasty for clearing rooms um I, edgy wing but fuck. that's more of a pvp yeah gun. i forgot about that one because yeah. edgy wing has harsh harsh truths mm. which is like five round burst and then if you kill someone near you you get a health regen something like that yeah but i i just i'm thinking back to like you know when we first all started playing destiny i would have called myself a bad juju main uh, because I was all about just refilling that super bar by clearing ads, and I got real fucking good at it. And boy, am I excited to do that again. But also, yeah. I am now what I would call a sunshot main, and that is now benefiting from a plus 40% against miners, because it is a primary exotic weapon. Combining that with Path of Burning Steps to get extra weapon damage on solar kills... I'm going to be setting rooms on fire. The messenger. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, that's only a plus just, 10 because it's a non-exotic. Yeah, but like I was just thinking of messenger with plus 10 because mm. it already kind of slaps. So. Yeah. I think they also said something about making the head seeker perk on pulse on aggressive pulse rifles, was one of the particular pulse rifles, actually work properly because it doesn't currently. And I have a messenger with head seeker and I've, I mean, I, I don't know what it's supposed to feel like. It's the only gun I've got that has that perk. But uh, exotic That's pulse rifles are coming back. I'm into yeah. it in a big way. Same. Um, so f for you, support class player Lumina is getting some boosts. Uh, might be worth giving that another crack. Get the catalyst, shoot out the um, healing bullets. Yeah, well, the last couple of days I've been rolling Lumina and Boots of the Assembler Ooh. and just being a cracked out little healer, just throwing Ooh. orbs. Cracked out in a cave. <laughs> that's it um there's a whole bunch of extra like perk changes and like weapon perks some perks are being pulled out of rotation because they're just kind of not great and then some of them are getting tweaks here and there um but the last one that i find really fucking interesting I saw that too eager edge is getting less <laughs> edgy 
because of a fear of people breaking into the raid early, uh, which happened with DSC. Uh, yeah, which was annoying. And, you know, leaking shit that was actually pretty cool when you saw it for the first time. Yeah, I had to uninstall Twitter for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm really fucking glad that Eager Edge is getting its edge uh, blunted because the amount of times where I've been, I don't know, running Dares of Eternity or running something where someone's just like, hit me with that friendly fire swipe and it flings you into a wall and kills you. Yeah. Man, have I reported some people for that. <laughs> it's fucking toxic. Get out of here. It's just only fun with your homies. Don't do it to strangers. Yes, exactly. Um, so I'm fine with that. Eager Edge can fuck off <laughs> for all I care. It's fine. Um, that's kind of it from the twab. Did you... You didn't get a chance to look at it. You haven't got anything to, to pull in here. No. So a lot of my reactions to this have been Genuine. on the spot. And I've Genuine. had to talk a lot and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I wrote all the notes, like I said, a couple of hours ago. So it's fresh. I, say, I did the last big episode. You did. So it's fine. <laughs> um, the last little bit, uh, there was a Game Informer article interviewing with creative director James Sai, T-S-A-I. I hope I'm saying that right. Um I would describe that more as a vibes interview. There were not so many big like reveals and hints and things like that, but a couple of I things am, that stood out. I was just, sorry, I was yeah, just going to yeah. say, I am really appreciating that with every big info dump at the moment, we're almost getting like an accompanying article yeah. and it's from different people in yeah. the company and I'm yeah. really enjoying that. I did think that when I was going through it. I was like, oh, these hit at kind of the same time. They just did this, it feels like. Um, they it did it nice. with um, Joe. Yes. Um, but yeah, a couple of quotes, because I think, I think they're kind of setting Witch Queen up nicely here. Um, so James Sai saying, we've actually been talking about this as a mystery, talking about the campaign. Uh, the player fantasy is one of being like a psychic detective this time around. That's dark. Uh, you're going into this uncertain destination, this creepy, beautifully, beautifully grotesque, twisted wonderland kind of place. Uh, what's the mystery here? What can you trust? Fuck off. I, uh, I wouldn't. It's a, it's a heavy read, and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone listening. But mm. I wonder if maybe some of the people on the writing team have read Brian Lumley's uh, Necroscope. I've not. Because that is about a psychic detective who can talk to the dead, and mm. they go to another planet where they're they call them vampires or vampires. Um, and it's a, like a psychic race. It's very hard. It's okay. just neck okay. level, neck level fucking sci-fi bullshit. It's Brian Lumley. Okay. Um, but like when they said psychic detectives and you go to this like gross, but beautiful kind of mm. mysterious place, I was like, that sounds like necroscope. Okay. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll look into it. Um, yeah, the, so the. I think they've they've mentioned on the web on the Bungie website advertising Witch Queen about a new six player match made activity, but that doesn't say what it's called. This interview does. That's it's, exciting. It's called Wellspring. There's like a, the perk. There's a weapon perk called Wellspring. I use Wellspring quite often, actually. Yeah. Um, I it's I useful think, for how I play. I don't so. think they've said anything about what actually is involved in it, but the website kind of hints at like you know piercing the mystery, unsolving the whatever. Um, unsolving that? No, like, yeah, 
looking into the lies and the deceit and psychic detective shit. Um, generally, the tone of this and other things they've put out recently uh, give me the impression that they are swinging for the absolute fences with this campaign. But it's yeah, it's it sounds very much like they're just putting a lot of effort in on the story and the world building and the the, the general vibe of the whole thing. Um, I'm excited because it was literally last episode where we said we want to be wrecked by this campaign. We yeah. want our hearts to be broken. We want those gut-wrenching moments. Yeah. We want closure. Like, yeah. And in, just hearing him say, yeah, we're swinging for the fences. Like, we are going well, that, that all was in more, on this campaign. That was more how I'm reading it. He didn't actually say but those like, exact words. Just being like, we are throwing the kitchen sink yeah. at this kit. Like, we're throwing everything plus the kitchen sink at this. Yeah. I'm just like, ah. Oh, yeah, and, Good. That, and, and that first I hope week, this ruins me. Yeah, and that first week when I'm grinding to get levels and I have to play the campaign three times through on different characters, I'm I'm ready to get fucked up three different ways. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to cry every yeah, time. Yeah. Um, I spoke about the legendary version of the campaign a little bit, um, basically giving the impression that obviously it's harder um, with probably, you know, like the, the modifiers that you get for things like high-level nightfalls, that sort of stuff probably being elements um but also saying that it scales based on the size of your fire team so oh fun you can definitely solo it but it's again it's similar to the diablo 3 multiplayer where as soon as you add an extra person to your party it pops up this little message to say like the creatures are now stronger like they basically said the more people that you're playing with the harder the shit will be um raise your booty (laughs) (laughs) yeah hold hold on to your butts you brought friends so did we (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, so Glaives, right? They're talking about this as a new weapon archetype. Um, when they first started mentioning it, I had this thought of, I don't remember the last time they introduced a new type of weapon. And this article bows, tells me it was both. it was super early in D2 from yeah. memory. Yeah. Um, but it is also the only first-person melee weapon, which when you think about it, yeah, true. But I hadn't thought about it until he said it. Yeah. It's just not a thing. Oh. Unless you count the Titan's little throwing hammer on the mid-tree. But that's... Oh, hemis for the demis. Mm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, oh. they, they also kind of said, like, the glaive is targeted more at working through enemies one at a time. It's kind of like lunging through, chaining them together, and there's benefits to doing that. Um, but it's not like it's not like a sword where you can just come in and swipe a room empty. So it's more Are like you stabby, stabby, stabby. that I'm going to get Kingdom Hearts in Destiny? Because that's how the Keyblade kind of feels. I think it's not really might. a personal thing. It's a one-by-one clear thing, and you can chain combos and stuff. That, uh, Hell yeah. That sounds like what they were saying. Hell yeah. Yes. Keyblade time. Mm. Um, and that after me talking probably for most of an hour straight, uh, brings us to the end of my wall of notes uh, from from at least what we saw this week in terms of announcements and interviews and and all that. I'm going to take a drink your, of water, please. This has been your weekly info dump with yeah, Jimmy Ben. Yeah, like I don't want this show to become just that because like that's not fun for us. Um, yeah. But a few weeks out from an expansion, this is the kind of shit we have to... This is it's what we have happen. available, right? Because there's, there's not like there's big stuff happening in the game at the moment. Yeah, not a lot of movement in lore, nothing like that. 
Yeah. I haven't done a whole lot in the game. I've still got my checklist Dude. to do I'm before the end of the season. I've done nothing. <laughs> Sabathun's still just vibing yeah, somewhere. She's still in that block. I don't Wait know. for her exorcist. Hmm. <laughs> I th I think we shouldn't theorize, but I'm still thinking that the end of season event or slash end of Beyond Light life cycle event mm. is probably going to be exorcism. Yeah. I mean, that's been the whole seasonal narrative is Mara doing the ley line shit to work out how to exercise the worm. Um, that's disgusting. I heard it. Um so yeah, that, that feels like kind of the, the conclusion, but I don't know if Sabathun coming out of the crystal is the end of this arc or the beginning of Witch Queen, like that opening to the campaign. I don't know. Because I'm also trying to imagine what they would do for someone coming to Destiny for the first time or a relapsed player. Like, are they coming in to watch this come out of the crystal? Or is it already out and it's just like, boom, here you go. Here's the big bad. Like, it's a big moth lady. Yeah, the 21 foot tall big stepper. <laughs> Get wrecked, Lady D. Yeah. Who is she? She's a child. She's a toddler. Hi, I've noticed, I've noticed too with a lot more of their starting to, like with this week's TWAB, they dropped um, some more wallpapers and some more 4K yeah. screenshots. Often there's more, of there's more of Sabathun in there. Okay. And, like, oh, I know it's been. Fuck. That fucking gear trailer, I forgot at the end of it, Sabathun just throwing an overbomb. Yeah. Fuck. I saw that and I was like, nah, -uh. this is like a full Sabathun, just like, yoink, take this. You have to find who did it, but someone took that shot and then um, she throws it and then it cuts to a warlock and then it cuts to the, uh, the old vine of, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I laughed for like 20 minutes. I think I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is why I love the Destiny community. Yeah, it was like, like... If you're tired of negative Destiny discourse, just go to r slash Destiny memes right now. Oh, yeah. There's some really there was excellent like the, shit. That, um, the worm launcher exotic. Not like an hour after that thing dropped. Someone had edited that so that it was launching baby fallen plushies like the oh, things that are behind you no. just like funk, funk. like stop it and there was also the um <gasps> eric andre where it shows like just a normal rocket launcher and then him going but what if it was worse <laughs> <laughs> it's parasite True. and then him like hearing. True, though. <laughs> oh man yeah if the normal Destiny subreddit bums you out and you don't want uh, to be spoiled, avoid raid secrets, avoid Destiny 2, go to Destiny memes. No, let, let me tell you about my new favourite, Low Sodium Destiny. That place is a, just so nice. <laughs> I've been in hysterics on Destiny memes for the last two days with just how quickly they're churning shit out. Ah, we are in but, a gold um, rush. Yeah, the, I've, I geek out over, <laughs> hi. My name's Mekki. I'm kind of weird and I like bugs, in case you guys haven't guessed. But not worms. Prize, the esoteric-ass bitch likes bugs. <laughs> I'm not like Hi. other girls. <laughs> Your average 30-year-old uh, old girl, okay? I change my hair um, every week. It, it does seem very cliche, but I was kind of disappointed that they went with this, but 
Savathun seems to be going in the... Her design is very much the Death's Head moth. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of the... There's a little bit of kind of actually... It's kind of like the Death Cut surprise. I also like that, right? Um, mm. It's kind of like the Hawk moth and Death's Head moth. You hear of that and you think it's it's a omen. Right. But like the death card, depending on its circumstances, it's actually a positive thing if you see one sure. in some circumstance. Gotcha. So I thought that was really, really interesting that mm. for her, her wings and her body design and also some of her patterning is very reminiscent of a hawk's, uh, like a hawk moth or a death side moth. Sure. Okay. Because like she could be signaling the end or death or depending on the context, Maybe she could not. also be playing rebirth one of those things where it's like it's indicative of rebirth in some cultures so i just thought it was really interesting looking at the 4k papers on twitter this morning yeah it's got hawk head head wing (laughs) what no head um definite head uh so that's kind of it for this week i think i've seen uh dmg himself saying that like you know twabs from here on out not going to be these big meaty bitches, um, which makes sense. You know, we've got three weeks. Yeah. I think maybe we'll see some more, if anything, clarification on like the orb weapon conversation. Um, Cause I, I don't know that as much as I said, there's going to be helmet mods to make that happen. They haven't said much more than that, but also people aren't really whinging about it anymore. I think too they're also planted the seeds yeah. for hype. Yeah. Now the the community, just like Beyond Light, the community are going to continue the hype train because yes. they've given us enough to speculate on. Yeah. And enough to, to geek out over yeah, and I mean, theorize. Case in point, we've been recording for over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, Exhibit A, us. Um, yeah, we will try to contain it, I guess, for for a few weeks and. Then fuck, rest in peace. My schedule when this thing finally drops. I do some some fun goofy episodes between now. And yes. Between me. Yes. Uh, us both racing to finish our checklists and. I've done my checklist except for one thing. You have. I just gotta do all my seasonals now. Um, but I am literally a like just. Just a smidgen of thirteen fifty one. Just a smidge. Ah. I'm very close to capping out. What do you mean? But the cap's thirteen fifty. You can get to thirteen fifty one. No. Can't you? No. Gear score. Gear score will get you to thirteen fifty. Then it's artifact on top of that. Well, yeah, artifact on top of that. So, if you, if like you were I'm, at thirteen fifty one, you would have a very low season rank. Oh, I mean, um, power rank. Yeah. Okay. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> no, but I'm I'm very I'm very like very close to like doing it doing the thing mm. for one in a season. Nice actually. right at the end. Classic. It's I do it every season. Yeah. But I'm not doing a day before the raid grind. So <laughs> Yeah, God, please don't do that again. That was a nightmare to behold. <laughs> I tried to help you with some of that and it was rough. On, on day one being like yeah um so i got like two hours sleep and i'm like what the fuck is sleep <laughs> just like oh cool our, our support player is the most under leveled 
person in the group. It's fucking sick. <laughs> four, though, so it was fine. Yeah. But like, I literally I went to bed at eight thirty and then got up at like ten and then kept grinding just to get those last couple out. You did. <laughs> God. All right. We gotta. We gotta plan I did. day one shit. DSC day one, fucking seven energy drinks in. I was vibing. Yeah, it's probably a good thing you stopped drinking those. That's bad. <laughs> Look, depending on how the week goes for Witch Queen or day one raid, I might break that sobriety. Well, it's like you've been off them, so one might do the trick. Might also Hang push me over the edge and yeah, just Give me an embolism too. All right, let's let's get out of here, <laughs> away from that. Um, not touching that. Uh, this has been another episode of Erico Blueberry. We will be back again next week. I'm not sure what we're talking about. I'm not sure what day we'll record. Maybe it's back to Thursday nights. Thank you to the boys for showing up. Thank you to you, Mackie, for showing up, and to you for watching and or listening. I can't govern how you consume our content. Um, but I can Thanks. ask you Being to please here. hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the etc. Uh, tell a friend. Pre-order The Witch Queen. Or don't. It actually doesn't matter. But get into Destiny. It's a fun game. Tell your mom. <laughs> if you've made it past an hour of us and now I'm telling you to get into Destiny, I'm pitching to the wrong crowd. Just don't be shitheads. <laughs> be nice. Yeah. Please. 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 I'm not saying that. Uh, okay. We're going to go. I'm going to go edit. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.